Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a special edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Give, broadcasting live from the NYC. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with singer, songwriter, musician, and composer Fuller French. Now, French made his mark onto the music scene with his debut EP, Brazilian Sunrise, in 2016. Since then, he has released a collection of EP for audience to enjoy. His current single, Champagne Rendezvous, has gained extraordinary success and has peaked at number 29 on the adult contemporary media-based chart. This week, he just released his next single, which is called I'll Leave a Key by the Door, which tells the story of a rekindled romance. Please welcome my special guest, Texas Zone, full of French. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Oh, hi, Fuller. How are you today? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. You, you know, you've been known for swooning audiences. You have been called the most interesting man in the world. They say you carry the air of Sinatra-esque glamour in your piano playing. How does it make you feel when you hear yourself being described like that? Oh, wow. Well, you know, it's it's really an honor to be, uh, you know, <laughs> described with those names in the same sentence. But, um I uh, you know I just feel like I have my own style and uh, I just I just try to be fuller French. <laughs> you know I I want to go back to the beginning where you grew up in Midland Texas. Uh, your mother encouraged you to take piano lessons and you started writing lyrics in high school. Was it hard at first to stay focused because when you're in high school most kids are more concerned about classes, grades, hanging out with their friends, going to sporting events. Was it hard at first for you to start playing, or were you always disciplined? You know, it, you know, it was hard at first. When I started taking piano lessons in first grade, my teacher had me learn all the classics, you know, a lot of classical music, which was great. But, you know, I wanted to play, as time went on, I wanted to play more popular songs. And, and I, you know, I, I just I kind of fizzled out in about seventh grade. So for a few years, I didn't play at all. And then when I was in high school, I started it back because I, I wanted to. I had this desire to play more and then then of course to start writing so I became just because I had the desire I became a lot more focused mm-hmm. now I read on your website that you were a big fan of uh, Hollywood memorabilia that's how you made that's your right. living at at one point uh, what was it about show business that made you more creative with your music you know it's the craziest thing when when I moved out to California uh, to, to try to be a songwriter, play the piano, and, and nothing really happened. At first, I did have to do these other things to make money. And there was something, it was it was in the early days of this new collecting field called Hollywood Memorabilia, and you could find these things for, for no money at all. And, and uh, it, it was hard for me to believe that you could actually own something from a TV show or a movie. Um, but anyway, so I started buying things, and people would call me, and the next thing I knew, it was this thriving business, and that's what kept me afloat for a long time. Till the music oh. came back. Wow. 
Now, I know uh, when I first heard some of your songs on your new EP, as well as your last one, uh, Brazilian Sunrise, you know, it reminded me of, you know, growing up in the 70s and 80s, even though that's telling my age, but it reminded Uh. me of a decade when we had beautiful and romantic music. And when I listen to your voice and the way you play the piano, it reminds me of uh, Elton John, uh, Neil Sedaka, and I'm talking about 1974 to 1980, Neil Sedaka, and a little bit of James Mm -hmm. Taylor, you know, when he sings his hit Mm. Her Town. I remember listening to uh, stations here in New York called, uh, one in particular, called Light FM, and back then the genre was labeled light jazz or easy listening or soft rock. What category do you consider your music to be? Well, you know, that first EP was was they had in the the smooth jazz category, and I think that really was just kind of a catch-all for anything instrumental, but I, I, I didn't really consider that to be to be jazz, although there were some jazz elements, of course. But, you know, to me, the music is really just, that music is just beautiful music. It's, uh, uh, I mean, that's the way I would classify it. You know, it's uh, not easy listening. There's definitely a pop element to it. But just, uh, you know, I just try to write beautiful music. And this new uh, EP with, with Champagne Rendezvous uh, is, again, you know, trying to be, uh, you know, kind of a dreamy, romantic, beautiful situation. And I am greatly influenced by all those people that you've that you mentioned mm-hmm. and many others like Burt Bacharach. Or, you know, yes. I, I, was, I was hugely influenced by, uh, by the Bossa Nova sound and, uh, you know, the girl from Ipanema, Antonio Carlos, Joe B, things like that. And, uh, you know, that's all really, really beautiful music. And it just permeated with me and resonated you know, many times uh, today musicians or young musicians in general, uh, they try to emulate or sound like their favorite artists. Uh, what did you? When do you know you had found your sound? Well, that's exactly what I did in the beginning. And being so influenced by Burt Bacharach, Elton John, for example, I tried to play their songs and, and um, you know perform them as they would and. You know, uh, just really, really uh, tried to craft my sound around that. But you know, I tell young artists all the time: eventually, you will um, develop your own style. And once you do, it's a, it's a really freeing thing. Instead of trying to sound like someone else, you just are. You just are yourself, and um, it's an important place to get to. And it did. It took me. It took me some time, but I finally got there. Mm-hmm. I want to say before I forget, congratulations on the success of your single "Champagne Rendezvous," which is also the title of your latest EP. Uh, you just released a second single, "I'll Leave a Key by the Door." Could you tell us what inspired this song? Um, I, there was a, a period of time that I lived next door to, to John Denver's family when I was in Los Angeles, and. Uh, uh, Cassandra, his wife at the time, uh, was a songwriter, and I had written this um, piano. I'd, I'd written the whole song, the whole piano version of the song, and I thought it was just going to be a kind of a quirky instrumental. And one day she came over, and uh, and I played it for her, and she started humming and singing just that one line. Won't you, won't you let me in? Come on, baby, we can just be friends. And from there, I crafted the whole the whole song but it was just kind of a fluky thing and and there was a sly nature about it you know like this you know this man 
pining away for this girl that he's you know, loved for so long and trying to get her back in his life and, uh, you know, with a little wink and a, and a, and a smile. So it's, it's, uh, it just, it just came about. It, it was just kind of a, I like to tell stories and that was a fun story to, to tell. Wow. That's amazing. Well, we're going to listen to your new single, I'll Leave a Key by the Door. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to a special edition of That's Entertainment. I'm talking with singer, songwriter, musician, and composer Fuller French. You just heard his new single, I'll Leave a Key by the Door. If you are a fan of Fuller French and you would like to talk with him and ask some questions about his new music, give us a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1 and we will put you live on the air um, mm. You know it's been Two plus decades in the making What were some of the most Interesting things and the most challenging Things about your career Well you know In the beginning uh, I, I had These songs written and I spent so much time In the studio trying to get them just right And all this and thinking that I was going to make These demo tapes to send out to record companies When the reality is that you know, the record companies wouldn't really listen to that kind of stuff anyway. So you know, they, they didn't want unsolicited material. So what I should have done 
to spend a lot more time playing live and being seen out and about. And I think that that might have sped things up. And then also, you know, my music, you know, may not have been the – it wasn't setting the world on fire 20 years ago. So, you know, I think maybe the timing is a little better right now too. You know, it's it's hard to overcome timing, and uh, sometimes you just have to be a little lucky. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because, you know, the music industry has changed a lot over the decades, you know, where artists have to fight for creative control, their publishings, or with the record label itself for not promoting their artists or their music. How do you manage to stay above the changing industry? You know, for me, it's... I know a lot of artists that really evolve and try to change their sound over time, and, and, and I may do that from, from time to time going forward, but um, I've always felt like it's important for me just to play my music and not try to be something else. It goes back to really finding finding one's own sound. And, and uh, so I don't know if that's – and I just had to wait for the right time, you know, because for whatever reason, my music is, is – uh, is uh, is interesting now as opposed to uh, a period of time ago when it was I couldn't even get anybody to listen. So that that was definitely something hard to overcome. But I just stayed true to myself. Yeah, you know I I remember um, when we're going back to you know when you were uh, t- when you taught uh, when you were, you learned, first learned how to play the piano and how your your mother encouraged you. You know a lot of times uh, I find that in a lot of the schools. Then getting taking away their music and art programs, and you know my daughter in particular, she uh, they have choir, but they're they have a room full of instruments that are locked up and collecting dust. And my husband, he's a musician as well. He used to play in the army band, and he's starting to find that mm-hmm. a lot of schools are taking away music and art programs. What do you say uh, about this, about these schools wanting to take away the music and art program? And do you find it it, it, it hurts uh, students in general, general because they don't have the programs? Or, you know, how do you feel about yeah. it? Well, I, I'm a big proponent of having music and the arts in school because there's so many kids that you know, may not play football or basketball or whatever, but, you know, the, the music is, is important to them in the same way that an athlete would, would uh, like those endeavors. So it's important for those kids to, to be able to ex- experience something. I mean, there, there's a an intangible thing about music that expands the mind and uh, in such a creative way. And there are studies that show you that, you know, it helps with math and it helps in all kinds of other, other fields that um, you wouldn't necessarily associate with it. So to me, it's very, very important for funding to stay in schools for uh, – music programs and arts programs yes and um you know it's you know it's amazing how we come so far and and so advanced when it comes to music and now everything is being streamed um you know gone are the days of the vinyl and the eight tracks and the cds Uh, a lot of these Kids are growing up, never seen or heard these things, and sometimes they don't even, they're so used to hearing more computerized uh, music instead of real instruments. Um, it's just, I, I hope that we can go back to those days and uh, where the, the kids today can get to listen to real music. Um, I know this is your latest EP. 
what do you are you working on the next EP as we speak, or and and if you are, uh, what type of are you hoping to do the same type of genre? Or are you going to change it up and do something different? Yeah, no, definitely. The next EP, I'm working on the next one right now, and uh, it's going to be a, a similar set of songs to the Champagne Rendezvous EP, another another romantic set of songs, and then the the EP that I'm going to do after that is. Uh, it's going to be something completely different. <laughs> it's going to surprise a lot of people. It's going to be a, um, it's going to be a wild show for for, for sure. But uh, but the next one is is going to be another set of romantic songs, beautiful music, I think, and uh, you know, romantic stories. Now, are you thinking about doing a tour, or are you just uh, just gradually doing things locally? What what are your plans as far as touring? Yeah. You know, I'm up for for anything, but uh, just some local things is, is all that I'm doing now. And um, I've got some things set up later in the year in California. But um, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just kind of taking it slowly. What if somebody wants to hear me play? I'm going to play. <laughs> <laughs> now, have have you uh, decided, or do you have a, a a dream team of some music? Of musicians or producers that you would like to work on future EPs or future albums. You know, <clears throat> I've been working with this one producer, C.J. Vanston, for for years now, and uh, we we have a we have a great relationship musically. And uh, um, I, I'm he constantly amazes me with uh, he, he's so in tune with what's happening today, and can meld that with uh, you know production. Methods of, of years gone by, so it's it's interesting for me to work with him on on these things and kind of see the evolution of our um, creativity together. So, um, I, you know, I really don't have any any producers that that I feel like I need to work with. I I, I like working with CJ, and uh, um, but I'm always you know I'm, I'm interested in anything. So, um, a new producer could certainly send the music in a different direction. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm open for anything. Have you thought about or have you ever written any songs or instrumentals to any artists out there that like your style and want to use your music or, you know, just use your songwriting, for example? <clears throat> I never really sent my music out um, for anything, I, you know, to, to for publishing for other, other covers or singers to do. So... You know, I would love to have other people sing, do some of my music. Um, but you know, I'm just, I'm just focused on making it and creating it and singing it myself. And if, if other things were to happen, I think it'd be fabulous. Wow. Uh, you know, what advice would you like to give uh, to inspiring musicians who want to take the path that you have taken and want to go in this particular genre? What, what, what advice would you like to give them? Uh, I think it's crucial to play live, you know, to be out amongst the people because I think record industry people are out seeing shows all the time and they want to see how you're performing and how how the how the people in the in the audience like the performer. I think it's also crucial to experiment with different kinds of music but find your own style. Very important. Don't try to sound like someone else. Um so I mean that's really the the main advice the, and don't give up because you know, my first foray into music was over 30 years ago, and, and it's just now happening. So you can't give up. 
Wow. That's words to live by. Where can um, fans or people who are interested in your music and yourself, where, where, where can they find you on social media? And if you have a website, what would the website be? Yeah, it's fullerfrench.com. They can find the music on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, really all the, the major platforms. Um, uh, I have a, uh, you know, Instagram, all kinds of social media, but all those addresses are on the website, fullerfrench.com. Wow. Well, Fuller, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and talk with us today, and we want to uh, con- wish you continued success with this latest EP, Champagne Rendezvous. And uh, for everyone who wants to check out Fuller French, his music, and his and the man himself, just go to fullerfrench.com. Follow him on Facebook at Fuller French Music and on Twitter at Fuller French and Instagram at Fuller French. Thank you, Fuller, for taking the time out, and uh, it was a pleasure talking with you. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I have to say that was that was the first time I had heard uh, I'll Leave a Key by the Door on the radio, and it was beautiful on your show. Yes. Thank you so much for playing it for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Thank you, and, and, and have a nice day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the music man, singer, songwriter, pianist, composer, full of French. Make sure you download or stream his latest EP, Champagne Rendezvous. You can uh, hear his music on Spotify or uh, iMusic. You can also check it out on his website at fullerfrench.com. Follow him on uh, Twitter at fullerfrench and on uh, Instagram at fullerfrench. I'm going to go ahead and take a break, and I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself, and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits, or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to a special edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. Today I, I was talking with musician and composer Fuller French. Uh, French had made his... Uh, uh, entry into the music world about two decades ago. Uh, he has a new EP called Champagne Rendezvous, which gained ex- uh, extraordinary success on the adult contemporary media bass chart. Uh, this week, he just released his next single, I Leave a Key by the Door, which tells a story about a rekindled romance. So if you want to know more about this Texas-born and bred singer, songwriter, and pianist who is known for swooning audiences with romantic lyrics, you have to check him out on fullerfrench.com. That's his website. Make sure you follow him on Facebook at Fuller French Music. On Twitter, he's at Fuller French, and Instagram at Fuller French. 
um, well, that's going to be uh, do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. Before I leave you for the day, I'm going to play his uh, uh, EP single, Champagne Rendezvous, from the title of his album. And uh, have a great week. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Yeah.